Welcome back, listeners, to episode 13 of Everywhere We Go. I'm your host, Will Corsalis, and today I'm joined by Henry. Hello, Will. How are you doing, mate? Really good. Can't complain, Will. Not that anyone would listen to my complaints anyway. Right. But uh, no, really good, mate. We're here for you, don't worry. Thank you, mate. And also, Charles is in the room with me. Good evening, Will. How you doing? I'm very well. Another win for Chelsea last night at the San Siro. We're in good form. I'm in good spirits talking about football, which I it's something I haven't said for about a month. That's now. right. Yeah, Chelsea are finally good. Um, in, in other news, guys, I've finally. got some, I've got some uh, I've got some sound drops today to play on the podcast. Are you interested to hear? Hit me, yeah. Hear them. Hear a little teaser now. I've, I mean, I've only managed two, right? Okay, so here we go. We got one to work with. That sounds like Chelsea chopping block. board. Which, yeah, which mainly for that. And I've got one more. Ready? Bruh. Ollie's oddball. <laughs> How have we lads been then since the last episode? Uh, I mean, I've got a new job. It's just, it's just rubbish, isn't it? Working. Full time employee. Yeah, I'd rather just do this full time. <laughs> How are you guys uh, feeling in your FPL draft matchups? Um, not as good as I was, I'd say, about half a month ago. We didn't talk about this in the previous pod before. I was playing Charles on the weekend. Yeah, what? I, I, I didn't got, notice. I didn't even notice. I know. It got to about Sunday morning. I was like, oh, Christ, I'm playing Henry. <laughs> got the dub as well. It was brilliant. Anyway, we'll get like, into it. My team well. is in the gutters at the moment. Really? Did you get a win this week? I did indeed. Well done, I had mate. quite a good Big week, actually. At the bottom. I've, uh, I've strung two in, two in a row at the moment. Nice. Um, Look out. Obviously, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the up, lads, I think. We're top of the league losing as well. And Charles... League sort of bunching up. I'm now in third. Ooh, dropped out second. Are you are you still down the bottom or not? Uh, I'm up to sixth now. Mate. <laughs> oh God. Hopefully we won't be going to Bournemouth. Anyway, listeners, uh, game week eleven eleven is upon us. Uh, many fixtures coming up this week, and we'll we be tend chat- to be exact. And we'll be chatting through them all uh, in relation to your FPL draft leagues. Uh, we've got all the standard um, segments coming up: Ollie's oddball, Henry's lump job, and Charles's chopping block. So stay tuned for that and uh, yeah, enjoy. Welcome. This is only the beginning. Henry. Yes, well. Off the back of a casual 4 0 win for City against yeah. Lampton, uh, coming up in Liverpool versus City, which some would have said for the season would be uh, the two titled contenders. Oh, yeah. I mean, Premier League fantasy have ranked this game as five in, for City in terms of this is as hard as it gets <laughs> oh, wow. for them. And you look at their stats going to Anfield as well. Pep's only won once at Anfield during his six-year tenure mm-hmm. at City. On paper, like you said at the start of the year, this is a challenging game for them. Yeah. However, Liverpool obviously bang out of form. Midfield absolutely stinks. <laughs> um, got torn apart by Arsenal in the first 20 minutes in the second half. Um, City on a rampage can only see this going one way. They've scored 44 goals this season in all competitions. Oh my God. And we're only in early October. I mean, not that they needed any more kind of attacking impetus last season, but now that there is a little bit more consistency with the selections, maybe mm. that has just given them a little bit of a nudge, particularly, and that's kind of typified by a number nine up front. Yeah, maybe Pep's finally learned that he can pick the same team and still win yeah, the games. Yeah. Um, Charles, how are you feeling about this, this Liverpool side, though? Very apprehensive, okay. um, not least with the injuries, but just their general performance as well. I always thought that, that, that their defensive drawbacks was due to the injuries, yeah. but as we've seen over the past few weeks, it's just not the case. There's just something going wrong. Klopp's fiddled with the formation and like credit to him because something needs to change, but he's just not landing anything at the moment. Can you see anything here, Henry, apart from a City win? No, not at all, Will. I mean, wow. they, they're missing key players and Trent yeah. and Gomez... Um, as well as Diaz being out, Will, yes. for Liverpool until after the World Cup, which will come as a hammer blow to Diaz owners. I think he was picked up in the second round yeah. in our league. Yeah. I mean, where do you go from there? 
as a Diaz owner. Got to kind of predict who's going to come in for these players. So with Trent, Liverpool playing Rangers at the time recording about half an hour. And I uh-huh. think Gomez is slotted in at right back. Right. I'm not saying he's going to get, he's going to bomb forward and put in crosses to the extent that Trent does. They might tweak the system to mm. sort of accommodate that. But worth a pick up potentially, like looking at their upcoming fixtures, West Ham at home, Forest away, Leeds at home. Maybe get a clean sheet in two out of three of those. Yeah. In terms of p- replacing Diaz, though, Will, uh-huh. I mean, I think Carvalho started in that front three position tonight. tonight. I, I can't really see him like or, or imagine him starting many Premier League games coming forward. Yeah. I definitely can see Firmino start. He scored against Arsenal, looked sharp. Um, I think he's definitely... He's back. He, he's yeah. like a lot, what Alonso was for Chelsea. Just when you thought, you know, he was down and out, he was going to be sh- comes back yeah. and he just scores. Darwin had a good game though against Arsenal as well. Um, Looked really threatening. Jota, obviously. He played really well. Jota was I really thought, good. Yeah. And then yeah. he took him off with like 20 minutes to go. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't understand it. Uh, but he could definitely be a trade target out there in your FPL draft. Konate as well. Yeah. He's obviously yeah, going to start. Matip injured. Konate, Gomez. Uh, but moving on to City quickly. I mean, they've got Walker and Stones injured. Um, Sergio Gomez got a red card midweek. I know we were. I was bigging up uh, Gomez yeah. in last week's pod, thinking he was going to start against Southampton. How wrong I was! Um, but uh, so City on the weekend against Southampton played yeah. with Akanji, Ake, and Diaz, as well as Cancelo at the back. But it's sort of a makeshift back three yeah. with Cancelo acting as a winger. Um, now I really can't imagine that sort of being the formation going to Anfield, allowing Cancelo to roam up the field and stuff like that. I feel that they'll maybe a bit more conservative yeah. um, and have Cancelo at right back. And I think um, actually they'll play Ake at left back. Despite the disparity in the form between the two sides, I fancy Liverpool to get a goal here. Really? Like a goal. I, I fancy him to get a result, like a draw. Okay. I don't think they'll win the game, but... I don't know, they, they just always turn up against City at Anfield, apart from when they lost 4-1 a couple of years ago. <laughs> but I don't know, the, the crowd will just make sure they're, they're up for it. I don't think this it's going to be a walkover for City. I do have a question to pose you guys. After this City game, the Liverpool fixtures are very kind. Uh, West Ham at home, followed by Forest and Leeds. Then you've got Spurs. Uh, then you've got Southampton before the World Cup break. Is it time now to maybe buy low on some Liverpool players? I think... I think when you're talking about these Liverpool players, it's less to do with the opposition that they're facing because, uh-huh. you know, you've got Brighton, who've got a new manager at home and they can see three to them. Yeah. It's just about like where the team is, like the moment that the team is. Okay. Uh, it sounds simplistic, but you've just got to pick them up when you think that they're going to reach that good vein of form. And it can't just be because you think they have easy games because yeah. they're the games that they slip up on. Mm. So, so you're, you're going to hold off for now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, another question I've got here. Is Cancelo's draft value now higher than Salah's? 100%. I mean, I think I put this question in here because <laughs> I did the trade with Stefan earlier in the season, swapping Cancelo oh, yeah, you did. for Salah in a other, like had some other players in there with Sterling as well. But Cancelo, I think third top points overall yeah. in the fantasy league right now, like just incredible for City, the amount of points he racks up. Mm. And like I said, he acts as a winger against these smaller teams, no offence, uh, he's just dominant and so effective economically that um, I think he's definitely his trade value is higher right yeah. now. Salah's always been someone that suited that system at Liverpool and the system's in tatters at the moment. And that's mm. exemplified when Klopp took him off with 20 minutes to go against Arsenal. Um, he's improvising Klopp with the system. He's trying to make amendments and, and changes. And players like Salah are deteriorating because of that. Yeah, yeah, it's very worrying. Um, anything else you want to add here, guys? 
pickups. Pickups. I mean, in smaller leagues, I'm sure he'd be taken up in ten man leagues or whatever. But if you got your five or six man leagues, yeah, uh, I'd be drafting in a Kanji. Definitely for sure. I mean, he started every single game since he signed for Man City. Definitely got to be getting him in. Yeah, yeah. Anyone else here? Maybe the Liverpool defenders for the future fixtures. Yeah, but and maybe Carvalho at a punt. Oh, we've sort of warned for them to like hold off on them. But if you're in your bigger leagues, your eight, ten man leagues, then yeah, might as well. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, guys, moving on to Spurs against Everton. Spurs against Everton. Come to me, Will. Come to me. Spurs against Everton, Charles. Uh, look, very promising result for Spurs last week. I, I didn't expect them to pick up a win at Brighton. No. Um, there's still a lot of baggage around these Spurs players, though. There's right. a change of formation. There's Conte bad-mouthing a few of them. They, yeah. I still have no idea who they're going to pick at wing-back. It's impossible to predict their wing-back lineups. Not a, It was a couple of weeks ago when Conte was saying... Like the reason Spence, why, yeah. yeah, exactly. Don't pick Spence or Doherty is because I don't want to lose the game. Like, it's just like impossible to predict. And Perisic yeah. as well. I think I picked him up in the third round and he's returned six points in the last five game yeah. weeks with Conte saying, just wait for him to return to form. He's saying, I've he's waited sh- long enough. Yeah, he, he's <laughs> saying he's been carrying an injury since he signed. And again, it's just, it's just unnecessary kind of external things going on. Um, for considering how Conte likes to play, he likes to have consistency in starting eleven. You think of when he won the league with Chelsea, you could predict that eleven every week. Yeah, and it's just not been the case with Spurs chopping and changing the formation. To be fair, going to a three-five-two seemed to suit them, mm. but then which one of those attackers drops out? Will it be Kulusevski all the time? Probably. Um, are you going to drop one of your best players to put in another midfielder long term? No. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously Kane and Son no-brainers here. To be honest, uh, let's talk about Everton quickly. Uh, lost to Man United. How do you see them going forward, Henry? Um, I mean, they they have that stat of being like one of the be- uh, best defensive records in the league and stuff like that. But you Fraud. see, you see their xG against, and it's like woeful. Yeah. Um, as we say, I think it's like fourteen point seven, something ridiculous like yeah. that. So it's not sustainable, really, at all. I was seeing all these assertions on Twitter about Lampard being able to coach a good defense. I was like, it's just totally untrue. No. Like having had him as Chelsea manager, so yeah, it's it's, it's kind of unsustainable. I not, don't think it'll last. Not only that, at the other end of the pitch, well, they looked poor against mm. Man United. They only sort of attacking plays came from individual <laughs> brilliance. Yeah, it needed a screamer from to get them Alex Awobi or crosses into the box. Like that's just not sustainable either. Onana had the highest xG against United with zero point two. What's his name? Onana. Yeah, it was poor for Everton, and we'd like to see some DCL or Frank. Give us some DCL, please. He looked it's, right. it's his fitness. Like it's just, he's not going to get to that level of fitness again. I'm not saying match fitness. I'm saying the level of peak kind of performance that he got to about 24 months ago. Yeah. He won't reach that. Too much has gone on. The, these strikers, they're, they're luxury players these days. Everything needs to be going perfectly for yeah. them. Well, I mean, mentioning that, I mean, so unlikely here that Everton score a goal, you reckon, Henry? Uh, they are in the love job and um, they are going to lose to nil. Right. Uh, according to... And also, my nailed on is in this fixture, Will. Um, he is? Eric Dyer, as, Ch- as uh, me wow. and Charles have mentioned, Everton really poor going forward as well as at the back. Yeah. Um, and I feel Spurs deal with uh, aerial balls really well, which is only really what Everton have to offer. So uh, I'm banking on a Spurs clean sheet here with well, Eric Dyer, the mainstay in that defence. So who's going to start at wing-back for Spurs? Go. 
It's got to be... It should Ses- have its own segment. Ses- yeah, Sessignon and Doherty, I think. Mm, I think Emerson starts. Oh, enough of that guy, please. I mean... <sighs> I know, he shouldn't be in the team. But um, Anthony Gordon suspended coming forward to this week. I mean, could be a Dwight McNeil pickup if you fancy it. No, um, I, I do not fancy it. No. <laughs> I, I have McNeil. I've got him in like... I had him in the draft. I got him in 13th round and I thought, that's a really clever pick. <laughs> Scored a couple of times in pre-season. That's just a really smart pick, Charles. He did nothing. <laughs> Uh, no, he didn't. And but maybe, maybe picks up a goal against Spurs going forward. Anyway, guys, let's move on to United against Newcastle. Wow, big game. Will yes, both teams coming off the back of winter. Newcastle off the one of back to back wins. How do you see this going? So the Newcastle against Brentford game was. Was interesting. Um, Brentford don't look great going forward. However, uh, they they just fell apart at individual moments. When I was watching it, I was just like, okay, this is just one of those games where they somehow get it's five one, but it really wasn't on, on on when you looked when you was watching the game. Backup defenders trying to play out for the back. Just stop. <laughs> just get rid. And then and then and then um, Brentford were back in the game at two one, or I think it was one one or two one, and then Gamarish just scores that that wonder goal basically to take He's them. So good, mate. And so the, the, I the, dropped him, the, <laughs> and now Joey picks him up. That is that's tough luck. It's unbearable. And then United obviously beat Everton, who were shocking. But you know Ronaldo back in the goals. So this game is a weird one. Both go, both these teams coming yeah. into it with a bit of form. Not sure if it's entirely deserved. I I think United is. I thought they looked solid against Everton. Um, like like we said on last week's pod against City, that's sort of a write off. Uh, Ten Hag got his tactics wrong, but previous to the City game, they were on a bit of form, like three or four wins in a row, looking really strong. Yeah, um, I really fancy United in this game, and they're really? great odds too. Yeah, how I... valuable do you regard Anthony at the moment? Well, three we... goals in three. Yeah, me and Ollie talked, discussed him yesterday on the recap podcast, but I'd be interested to see what you guys think. Obviously, well, he's in my team, so I'm very happy with him. However, Ollie made a good point. His XG is quite low; it's zero point eight. Yeah, he's he's not he's never been a prolific player right. in, his, in his life. So I think enjoy it whilst it lasts. Well, that's the thing. But the thing is, is that he scored three, three very similar goals. Realistically, the XG you get from those shots isn't very high because the way XG's worked is basically it's in, about shooting in front of goal and proximity. The XG that he scores from is like left foot curlers, which don't get me wrong, I can expect to stop at some point. But you know, coming up against this Newcastle side, maybe he can get some some opportunities. I'm not sure how they're going to line up though. That's the thing. Away at Old Trafford. I don't know if they're going to sit back, try and expose United. No, I don't think they sit back Newcastle. Mm. And I think this is why uh, Charles, like, sorry to spoil it here, maybe has Rashford as his uh, oh. nailed on in this pick. Because yeah. You have spoiled it. Sorry, mate. Because <laughs> like, Newcastle play a high line with pressing style and they leave space in behind. So I think this would play into United's hands for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, let me just commandeer that point. Rashford is my nailed on for this week. <laughs> Um, He just looks reinvigorated. I think a lot of people predicted it at the start of the season. You know, he's going to have a comeback season. And it didn't quite happen for the first half half a dozen games or something. Yeah. But he's really come into his own. Champions League the other week came on, completely changed the game. Mm. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Europa League. Um, Won them the game, United. Yeah. And and just looks, you know, I'm, I'm not saying put him in the England squad just yet, but... He's certainly the most potent player going forward for United. I'd say more so than Anthony. Well, you it say was, that. It was uh, not too long ago. Charles was slating him this time <laughs> last week on the pod and preferring Martial to him. Well, it's, it's not slating you, him. You mentioned Martial. And then Martial scored. You mentioned Martial Henry. Goes off 27 minutes in with an injury. That's what I mean. Absolutely gutted. I mean, apparently he might be fit for this Sunday, but come on. 
Ronnie starting here. So Ronnie, if... Ronnie, get Ronnie in. <laughs> you were, you're a Ronnie owner, yeah, aren't of you? Co- of course. Since I am. the start of the season. Yeah. Oh man. If you're in the small, if you're in smaller leagues, do you reckon you should pick up Ronnie? I think so. I mean, you, you, you can't doubt the goat. Um, uh, and that's, that's another pod. Potential pickups for this game. Uh, I've got Dan Byrne down. Great player. Start the last three games for Newcastle. Following this as well, they've got fairly good defensive matchups. They've got Everton at home, can't buy a goal. Spurs, obviously, they've got Son and Kane. But then they've got Villa, who we'll move on to later. Um, what I like about him as well is that he plays both centre-back and left-back. So if either of those positions get an injury, he is right there to fill in. Almiron as well. We haven't forgotten about him. Scored again against Brentford. I know. Man's on fire. Let's move on then to Brentford against Brighton. <laughs> Henry. Yes. Your championed Brentford. Yes. Against Brighton. A mouth-watering tie. Friday night football. Oh, is it? It is. Love it. I'm really down about Brentford. Well, I can't lie. Why? Um, they just seem to be all over the place, not creating anything really. Uh, defensively shocking. Um, mm. I really fear for them. They will be like this for the next three weeks. It's what happens. They go through extended periods of good or bad form and then they'll have the World Cup break and then they'll just come back really sharply. Mm. So just stay away from your Brentford players for now. In their, their XG, Will, against Newcastle, Brentford's was 1.1. Mm. However, 0.8 of that was from a penalty. Yeah. So it just shows their lack of creativity. They're really missing Ericsson in that midfield massively. Mm. Um, and Dam's guard is yet to step up to the plate. Uh, they're also missing Norgard in the centre midfield, which... Has been uh, part big. of their defensive solidi- solidity. Yeah. Um, and so um, I really fear for them. Uh, Brighton, on the other hand, Charles? Yeah, uh, quite literally lost Moepu, who's one of, their, one of their better players. Yeah. They look good against Younger Spurs. Younger than you. Wow. But they, they, they don't look like they've been compromised greatly by Potter leaving. Not yet, anyway. No. So I'd fancy them to get a result here. Yeah, I've, I've seen a, a Brighton player, actually, Charles, that is worth mentioning. Uh, Matoma's been coming on for Estupanan in recent matches. Um, very exciting player. Um, great with the ball at his feet. Um, got an assist against Liverpool. However, he occupies the same position as Trosser, which is a bit annoying. Another one I want to throw at you, uh, McAllister, Henry. Recently not been getting it done. No, not at all. Th- I this mean- is the thing with McAllister. He'll go like three successive game weeks by get- with getting double figures and then he'll yeah. just ghost for three months. Mm. He's on penalties, he's on free kicks. It's all well and good scoring. Then. I'm, not, I'm not saying miss them, yeah. but like he's an unsustainable player to possess. It's this like lo- seems like a common theme with Brighton players, yeah. including Leandro Charsard as well. Another one, Rico Henry. I mean, I've held on to him for nine game weeks and gave him away last week for Trevor Chalaber, yeah. um, which has revitalised my team. But uh, one clean sheet for them in 10 weeks now. Uh-huh. Um, he is their highest XG defender, if uh, if I put it like that, with 1.3. That's good. All season. Is it? For a, def- uh, for a defender. I mean, his, stat- right. his stats last year say otherwise. He was really? reeling in the points last year. Mm. Um, so, I mean, my no-brainers for this game in terms of Brentford would really only be Tony and yeah. that a stretch, Rico Henry. After Chelsea next week, uh, Brentford have got Villa and Wolves, which are favourable. They, what that, do you mean in vi- terms of favourable, though? Because we've just downplayed their defence and said that they lack creativity. Mm. So Get right uh, games, then. Get right games, hopefully. I mean, yeah. Villa and I, so, yeah, so it's a 50-50. Yeah, yeah. Could go either way. 
Uh, Brighton have got Forest are coming up, followed by City and then Chelsea. Wow, those tough games. Anyway, let's move on to the aforementioned Villa against Chelsea. Charles and Henry. Yes, sir. Villa against Chelsea. Yeah, huge game. Could there be a kinder matchup right now? I, th- I think they could. I think they could be a kind of match. Look, Villa Park is a difficult place to go. I don't expect us to walk them over, despite the good form that we have been in. Um, one thing I noticed from last week, which is what Henry predicts on the pod, is that mm. a lot of rotate Potter is comfortable with rotating the players a lot, which yeah. is what Tuchel always didn't do. Um, so there's something to look out there. We've got a tricky trip to Brentford next Wednesday as well. Yeah. So predicting those rotations could be quite tricky from a fantasy perspective perspective mm. I mean who started in the Champions League midweek uh, Chalobah Koulibaly Chilwell um, no Loftus cheek it's like this is the kind of game where Kukurea comes in yeah. like Villa will sit back you know Milan will like trying to be in our face and everything obviously mm. they went down to 10 men but like he put, put Chilwell on that left flank to bomb forward yeah. good off the ball movement against Villa away he'll want someone safe in possession like Kukurea who can like find those passes in between the lines so you've just got to kind of like predict like what Chelsea's approach to the game will be in terms of selecting which players are going to play Pulisic had a good game last game he did yeah he did um Again, it was a rotated side, but he he's actually one of our few players who actually carries a goal threat. Yeah. When he bloody plays. Bamiyang, I'd probably put in that bracket now as well. Mm. Yeah. Henry? Someone that did bring a lot of goal threat to our team who won't be featured this weekend, Reese James will. Picked up a, quite a bad, um, not bad actually, was it? Uh, only a couple of weeks out with a knee injury. Right. Uh, Reese James in midweek. So that is, that is disappointing. I know. Unfortunately, he's going to be ruled out for this weekend. In terms of alternatives yeah. for him for the weekend... Azpilicueta came on for him. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see Azpilicueta slot into that role uh, uh-huh. against Aston Villa. Um, Chalaba looks solid again midweek. Do you know what? I don't think there's that much difference right now between Chalaba and Fafana. I know one really? has a much higher ceiling. Yeah. But as soon as... It's going to sound harsh. As soon as Fafana got injured against Milan, because we were under the cosh that game before mm. we went one up. As soon as he came off, we looked so much better. Yeah both defensively and, you know, in possession at the back and everything. And then we've gone and spanked Wolves 3-0 and mm. gone to the San Sancho 1-2-0. Someone who's looked much improved under you recently, Mason Mount. Do you want to say a word about him? Yeah, yeah. He's bringing a lot of energy. I mean, that Tuchel system just towards the end. I think it goes for three four threes in general. They become very stale very quickly. Mm. We've seen that with England as well. And uh, Mount, you know, he, he, he was struggling. He was struggling. Yeah. those latter weeks on the two goal. But he looks revitalised. Four yeah. assists in his last two games, really linking up well with Sterling and Aubameyang. And Kepa's back in the side over Mendy. Yeah, he starts over Mendy now. People um, called us crazy when um, we said yeah. put Kepa in over Mendy. Mm. Will, Villa. Uh, yes, I think one of the most disappointing sides of this season so far, Villa. I mean, I, I mean, I got Coutinho in this week uh, because I thought, you know, Forrest, Monday night, maybe he can pull something out of the bag. Ugh. I chose Watkins as my nailed on last week. Ugh. They are, I'm sorry, but they're woeful right now. I have now. two Villa players, both midfielders. It typifies how rubbish I, I cannot stress is. enough, please. They, they just do nothing. Get them out of your team. Um, I was talking to Ollie yesterday about it. I mean, Watkins right now, he's so bad that it's worrying. Ings could replace him. Sorry, I believe Watkins was in Ollie's like top five or ten for power rankings for forwards. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's they're really, really poor right now. I can't lie. Um, I, just get them away from your team, please, for the love of God. 
good racing weather at Aintree, and more than a quarter of a million people are here to see the biggest event of the chasing car. This week on Henry's Lump Jobs. Silly bet from me last week, Will. I don't know what got into my head, Reaching really. Reaching yeah, yeah, I am. Re I'm clutching at straws at this point. It's now okay. week 11 and no win. But this week, we're going to turn it around. Okay. Um, really like this 4-4, Will. I cannot lie. Would have put my parents' mortgage on it if I did not think it was gonna, not going to come in. <laughs> Struggling with energy bills? Not to fear. Henry's Lump Jobs is here. We start off with Wolves versus Forest. Horrible game. Cure for insomnia. Under 2.5 goals here. Then we go for Spurs to win to nil against the couldn't hit a barn door Everton. <laughs> Next selection is United to be Newcastle. They showed how solid they were against Everton. And with Anthony and CR7 in form, can only see United turning them over here. Mm. And finally, we go to Anfield. And I cannot see anything but a City rompant win here, which will top off the weekend. And therefore, this bet. This fourfold totals 14.75 to 1. Wow. That's great value. And I'm whacking a tenner on it. No. Okay. And that's October's energy bills paid for. <laughs> Thanks, Henry. Leeds Arsenal will. Sunday kickoff. Title challengers versus relegation contenders. Yes. Um, very excited slash optimistic for this game again. Arsenal off the back of a massive uh, win against Liverpool. Um, you're both head in hands at the moment. I'm sorry that we're quite good at the moment. Incidentally. <laughs> yeah. um, um, Leeds, again, um, tough loss away to Palace. Uh, didn't think they played that badly. Um, Winless in five. Yeah, it's, it's getting a little bit worrying for them. And also, I would like to stress about Leeds, especially. Um, their upcoming games aren't great. They've got Leicester away, Fulham away, which are fine. Then they've got Liverpool, Bournemouth, Spurs, City and Newcastle. Ouch. I mean, for your Aaron's known as Bamford owners, potentially, it's going to be a bit worrying. Uh, going into this game, though, I'm very optimistic about our fantasy points uh, potential, especially in the midfield. Uh, my nailed on this week is going to be Odegaard, especially. Really? Yeah, uh, as per fplform.com, which is a very useful website, um, Leeds are projected to give away the second most FPL points to midfielders. Uh, in the how, recent month... How did they work that one out? Odegaard's XG has actually been lower than Jack's in the last month. Um, but... I can see Arsenal breaking through the high Leeds press and really get, allowing Odegaard to get some points here. What do you Martinelli reckon, will relish a game like this. A high Absolutely. Leeds press, space in behind, one-on-one yeah. -on -one attacks. Like He will love this game as well. Odegaard feeding in balls yeah. um, like he did against Liverpool. Um, the, the midfield and attack is set in stone, as is your goalie. What's going on with the defence? So, very interesting call by Arteta to play Tommy Asu on the weekend. Tierney, Tierney was fit, um, Zinchenko is injured, and this is a little bit little it's bit to worrying. negate Salah. Yes, it was. It was a very good tactical play. However, I just want to say here, Zinchenko has played half the game so far this season, which is actually quite worrying, considering his injury history. But I don't know if Tommy Asu will be selected there going forward. You think it was just a tactical play I think for so, game? but then he played really well. But I just, I, I, I think this game will come up to whoever's more confident on the ball. I think Tierney just edges Tommy Asu there. However, Tommy Asu could be a useful pickup going forward, I think. But yeah, as you mentioned, Charles, the, the, the Arsenal team is pretty much set in stone right now. I've got a question for you. Hit me. Which player would you most want to have in your team? Saka, Martinelli or Jesus? Uh, I think a month ago this would have been Jesus 100%. Yeah. But I don't know, it, he hasn't dropped off. He's just, he's not hitting those double digit figures anymore. He's just not scoring... The, the the fancy points in the same manner that Saka and Martinelli are at the moment. Like he'll, he'll get an assist and then a yellow card and it's five points and you'll kind of kid yourselves into thinking he's done a good job. But it's like, I kind of want more considering like the value people hold him to. Yeah. I mean, the, his performances are all so good. That's the thing. Yeah, it's not absolutely. like he's putting in a bad performance. The one thing I would say about that question is I think you have to go for Saka just because he's on penalties. 
Martinelli is so dynamic and can probably hit those 14-point weeks more often than Saka can. However, I think Saka has a has a it's it's easier for him to score points essentially. I would personally go Martinelli. I think Saka very much provides the width on that right hand side. It's not a symmetrical approach to attacking that Arsenal have. It's not as if like okay, both the wingers will cut yeah. in and everything. Martinelli is much more central than Saka. Saka provides width for Odegaard to operate with. Yeah. So I, I would personally have Martinelli over the long run. And to be fair to that, I think Martinelli has does have that higher ceiling. When I said a couple of weeks ago on the podcast that I think he'll be a first round pick next year, I wasn't joking, Henry. Mm. I think that he could potentially score above fifteen goals this year and That's outrageous. And I don't know if Saka can get to that level of goal scoring which Martinelli can. No? No, you live in your bubble <laughs> now, mate. Okay, we've had, we've had, we're top of the league, Henry, so <laughs> let, let me have let me have this biscuit. I will. Uh, moving on, though, to Fulham against Bournemouth. Henry, Fulham against Bournemouth. How are you feeling for this one? This Titanic matchup? If you asked me a month ago, I said, not a, not a question in my mind, Fulham win. Yeah. But Bournemouth on the up and Fulham on the down. Yeah. Mate, massively. Uh, Bournemouth been revolutionised under Gary O'Neill's manager. More solid at the back. Great win against Leicester on the weekend. Bournemouth above Liverpool. Bruh. <laughs> that was actually quite <laughs> applicable. And yeah. they lost 9-0 to them. By two points as well. Mm. I mean... It's been quite the resurgence. Mitrovic been out for a few games. I mean, yeah, and, and their performances, and that's kind of coincided with their performances yeah. dipping. Yeah, They've got no one to score the goals up front. I mean, Vinicius, he had his first start against West Ham, <laughs> trying to get used to the system Marcus Silva plays, but nah. it's just centred around Mitrovic, and without him, like we said, they really struggle. Yeah, Bournemouth, obviously, as you mentioned, on the up at the moment. Uh, any Bournemouth players you could take interest in fantasy? Billing. Billing? 100%. If he hasn't been picked up already, he probably has been. Three goals in his last four, the giant. Um... But he's been playing the next year of just 0.78 as per understat. The Dominic Solanke debate pours on to its 11th week. Yeah. What do we make of his trade value? What a player, mate. What a player. <laughs> he's uh, 20, accumulated 24 points in the last four game weeks, Will. Um, he seems to be the man for Gary O'Neill up front. Kiefer more benched, sadly. Yeah. He, he's always had this undoubted talent and um, he just haven't been able to produce it at the top level. Uh, and so hopefully this run of form will see him kick on a bit throughout the rest of the season. Um, so I would definitely be trading in Dominic Solankian because I know there's some lousy forwards in the league that True. I've got two up front who are just dreadful. Um, and so I'd definitely be trading in Dom Solanke who starts every game in form and has got favourable fixtures coming up. Fulham away, Southampton at home, West Ham away. And then after Spurs, they've got Leeds away, then Everton at home. Yeah, these are really favourable fixtures for Bournemouth. The these are great fixtures for Bournemouth. However, I think that this could be the best they get. Really, like I'm long term wise, I'm still worried for them. Um, no doubt they're in great form at the moment, and this next month could well be a good time to have their players. But I'm I'm still quite apprehensive about them in general. Two clean sheets in their last five games. Not uh, yeah. Wouldn't want to dip your toe in their defenders. <laughs> Any defenders? Any defenders of note? Um, Lloyd Kelly. Yeah, uh, he starts every game. Definitely draft him in. Moving on to Southampton against West Ham. Ooh. William, Southampton against... Hello, hello. 
Southampton against West Ham. Two quite underwhelming teams so far this season in the context of what they should aspire to. Yeah, I mean, um, that being said, West Ham actually played quite well against Fulham. Yeah, and um, who who would have thought it's when they have Skamaka up front, an yeah. actual striker, not when they shoehorn a right back <laughs> up there. Despite- no, 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 you know, got love for Antonio, but Skamaka, he was always going to be a fantastic signing. It's taken him a while to... to to gel into the team, you might say. Yeah. But he's a fantastic player. No, no, he, he looks really, really good. Um, scored six goals so far this season, two in the league. Um, don't get me wrong, that goal that he scored against Fulham, I mean, two goals from strikers, they were both handballs, which is quite funny. So, yeah, I was actually watching that, the Southampton game against City because um, I was that bored on Saturday. And um, they didn't. I didn't actually think they played too badly, to be honest. Um, they just got knocked by, I mean, a, a brilliant side. Um so for all those saying that they're going to drop their James or Prouses and etc., I would hold off for the moment. I yeah, mean, I definitely wouldn't drop him. They're one of they are. Don't get me wrong. They're one of the worst sides in the Premier League, and I wouldn't be surprised if they go down. However, with what Prouse, you never know where that's with that seven pointer, that six pointer is going to come from. Corners, and, free kicks, penalties. Exactly. So just hold on to him, and there's no point. You can't really trade him for much right now. And no. if I mean, if you and if you are in a league where someone's trying to offload him, I would say try and get him. To be honest. Um, but yeah, this West Ham, this West Ham side is looking good at the moment. They're fourth in expected goals against, which is very surprising. Someone I wanted to talk about, Tim Kera, the yeah. right back. I've probably Who? pronounced that surname wrong. Kera, I think. Kera oh. uh, played every single minute this season. Yeah, I'll certainly be drafting him in this week. My defense needs revamping. I've got Fafana who's injured. I've got Matip who's injured. I've got Veltman who can keep looking cheat to save his life. Yeah, um, I've got to take a gamble here. I think West Ham on the up, two wins on the bounce. They found that kind of momentum with bringing their Europa League performances into those Sunday fixtures. I think they were struggling with it a little bit at the start, but yeah. they've gotten into a bit of a flow now. Can see them picking up some clean sheets. We're Liverpool away and United away in their next three. Well, they've got Bournemouth at home sandwiched in between that. I mean, Liverpool, you know, you never know what you're going to get with them. You've just got to predict when like these West Ham players are going to come into their own. And I think they could be having their own. I think the thing is, is that if you bring draft in a West Ham player, it doesn't defend. It doesn't mean you're going to start him every week. You're going to start him for the Bournemouths at home. Exactly. And then the week after United, the Crystal Palace. Mate, speak for yourself. I've got like two fit defenders at the moment. <laughs> like, it, like if you're in my position, if you're in a bit of a dire position, then yeah. go for it. One question I would like to ask you guys from Reddit. Um, who should I pick out of Callum Wilson, Watkins or Skamaka? For context, he has Paqueta and Bowen. I think I think probably Wilson. I think if yeah. he didn't have Paqueta and Bowen, I'd go for Skamaka. Um, but if you've had, if you have, you can't really have a West Ham trio of attackers because, no. like, if they don't fire, I mean, which, they, you know, they've we, had we, one good game. Yeah, if if they don't fire, which is you know quite common, then you're in the pits. Yeah, uh, Wilson. You know, it's partic- just prolific. Yeah, particularly with all the goals, Newcastle, they've, they've a real rich vein of form in terms of goal scoring now. Yeah. I think if the moment hadn't already passed for getting Wilson, then certainly to get him in. The one thing I would say is that Wilson's injuries are annoying and Skamaka does look very good. So, I mean, also I would like to say drop Watkins immediately. Like there's, yeah. no, there's no point in having him. Uh, anyway, let's move on to Wolves against Forest. Hello listeners, Ollie here. My oddball for this week is Craig Dawson of West Ham. The man has been in form in a fancy standpoint where he's come back from injury and in two games he's played, he's got six points for a clean sheet against Wolves and then at Fulham he got an assist for the penalty that was given. With Southampton away coming up next, it should be a nice easy fixture for him and West Ham with an expected goals against of 8.9, putting them fourth in the league I expect them to really kick on defensively and they had a really solid game last week. So get him in and get the points. Back to you in the studio. 
There he is, guys. Well, Ollie agreeing with my shout of getting the rest time right back in. Great minds think alike. The case is closed. I think that's the saying. Um, if you want to hear more from Ollie, keep an eye out for the recap episode out every week on Tuesdays. Or just hang out and leave student bar. <laughs> <laughs> Go to any freshers event you can find. <laughs> Will, Wolves versus Forest. Yes, Charles. Uh, what do you make of it? Again, two quite, you know, ambiguous sides for fancy selections, but what have you made of it? Well, in terms of no-brainers for this, Wolves, uh, nobody. Get rid of your Wolves assets for now. Um, I Not worry. even Diego. I worry. Well, I was going to ask you guys, actually. How did Diego play against uh, Chelsea? Appallingly. Limited. Really? It's like, it's, it's like they put him on just so he could have his standing ovation. <laughs> and he, he literally walked past the Matthew Harding stand just to do it. He didn't just walk off the field. <laughs> But yeah, poor. Brennan Johnson maybe could be worth a start here, but I mean, this uh, is just... I, I would just say, just for like Forrest attacking midfielders and strikers don't get it. They've got so many, so yeah. many new phases. I thought I was some kind of smart ass picking up Jesse Lingard in the 15th round. It's a player that could have gone well. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. It should have gone well. The, the, one th- the one boring thing about this matchup is not even like Wolves have that bad a defence. They're 11th in XGA. Like they've conceded 12. They lost Connor Cody. Yeah, I know, but they're they're not that bad defensively, which is annoying. So like, you can't even get you can't even start Forest players here and expect a result. I mean, it's 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 not. Jose Sart is the second highest goalkeeper in terms of points, though. Nice, that's massive. Mm. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna say stay away from both of these teams' players for the foreseeable future. Yeah, do not watch this game. Uh, let's move on though to Leicester against Palace. Leicester against Palace, Henry. Yeah, I'm I'm un, unsure about this game, Will. Why? I mean, well, I saw Leicester play against Forest, and I thought, right. here's a team that looks really good. Bang in form. Madison, great form. Barnes, Vardy starting, bit solid at the back. But yeah. how wrong I was. I mean, they lost to Bournemouth on the weekend after going 1-0 up. But may I just say about Leicester's goal, Will, Pats and Dakar, mm. he's bang in form, mate. I picked him up at the start of last, uh, start of last, last season. Last season. Uh, predicting that he'd sort of start ahead of Vardy. Um, however, I think this has come to fruition now and he is getting in the team ahead of Vardy. Has the highest XGA um, that is expected goals and assists at Leicester this season with nice. 2.9. Three goals and one assist this year. Um, has accumulated 23 fantasy points in the last four game weeks as well. So if you're lacking on forwards, I'd be definitely be getting in. I'm, I'm a Dakar owner, don't get me wrong. Oh, I, he's already picked up? I'm, yes, I, yes. Oh. I'm just a, I'm just a little bit worried. If they continue to be this bad, will Rogers change the formation? I was just about to say I don't know where Leicester go from here. I yeah. don't know where Rogers goes from here, but something has to change. He's, like I'm I'm not saying he's experimented by dropping Vardy because it's justifiable. He turns what 37 or 36 in January, mm. but something does need to change. I, I think Dakar starts for the foreseeable future now. I agree. In, yeah. in this season, I'd definitely be picking him up. Um, obviously, the other no-brainer for Leicester is Madison. Um, expected goals and assists this season at 2.3. He's out, actually outperforming that with five goals uh-huh. and two assists uh, currently. Well, so. he's on set pieces, which helps. I know I was bashing McAllister for that earlier, but yeah. Madison is a cut above. If we move to Palace quickly, though... A good win against Leeds. All these odd ball hits, mate. Again. He said yeah. Eze. I, I, when he said I, I, Eze. I saw it went in. I was like, how does he do this? Yeah, that's unbelievable. <laughs> I, I, I saw him get half a yard outside the box. I was like, that's it. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe it. I, Ollie's brilliant. <laughs> but, um, I mean... Elise. Elise hasn't looked the same player as last year. I mean, he picked up a, an injury just at the end of la, um, last season. Um, and he's not really discovered his form. 
Uh, the no-brainers from Palace would be Zaha and at a stretch, Eze. It's yeah. what happens with these young players, particularly the wide attackers. They'll have like a rich vein of form because they look threatening going forward. Perhaps they suit a system or something. But once uh-huh. they pick up an injury, that kind of threat just goes. That explosion just goes. Same sort of Hudson Odoi with Chelsea. Um, yeah, his, his value certainly wasn't as high. <laughs> Who was it? Was it Joey picked him up in the third second round? Or third yeah. round? <laughs> Mental. <laughs> I, it, make no mistake about it. I think if Leicester doesn't don't win here, then Rogers is sacked. Yeah, and if and if Palace do put convincing performance out here away at Leicester, I would say really do. I'm big on their assets going forward. Yeah, you could say that they've. T- I mean, they, they didn't pick up a win in what was it four or five games, but yeah. they weren't playing badly, and a lot of those fixtures were. They were difficult. Against top sides. Yeah, they were difficult. Unlucky not to get a draw against Chelsea. Yeah. They, they are a top side. Mm. And you look at their um, their difficulty in fixtures, Will, coming up. I mean, it's just all twos. I know. It's all green. Uh, Everton, Southampton, Forest, Fulham, Bournemouth. Exactly. I mean, you really want to be drafting in Crystal Palace yeah. defenders. I don't want to fall victim to the same thing that we did for Brentford players. However, Palace had a really... I spoke, I spoke about this in the recap episode. Palace had a really strong defence last year. I think it was 7th or 8th in both XG and conceded goals. So it wasn't a fluke at all. And um, so I really would just maybe pick up one of them. Like I've got um, Gwehi at the back just in case they do pick up some form. If they can keep Madison and Dakar at all quiet here, then yeah. I'd definitely be investing in them. But on the other side of the ball, get to grips with this problem I'm having, Charles. Is it Ed? Is it Edward or is it Mateta? Yeah, well, this was stressing you in the it week, was. wasn't it? It's like Charles, go and do some research for me, <laughs> Edward or Mateta. So, I missed a full-time job. <laughs> I scurried away to a corner and delved deep into the Palace Twitter sphere. And let me start off by saying first that a lot of Palace fans are on the side on this as well. Okay, a lot of them saw Edward, who has scored twice in two games, yeah. and said that's that's good. Like you know, he's gaining confidence. He should be our starting striker. Another Palace fan. Who I who I won't give the name of, he says, and I quote: "It's disrespectful for Mateta to be ke- compared to such a tin pot striker." So even the Palace fans are kind of fifty fifty about it. But having you know stacks the numbers up, I think it's quite a simple solution. Right. Odson Edward has started five out of games this season. He scored in his last two games, which were both starts. Yeah. And he's got one assist earlier. He's got twenty three points for Palace so far this season. Okay. At which is the third highest. Nice. Mateta, who I kind of thought had a little bit about him, actually. Really? He's got 11 points this year. He started three out of eight games and scored one goal. Okay. 13th in that Palace side for points. That's below Danny Ward. Mm. So I, I was kind of with you, you know, sort of Monday morning. I was like, there is not much between Edward and Mateta. <laughs> but having crunched the numbers, I think Edward is by far the favourable striker. Nice. Okay. So going forward, Edward for sure. Yes, in my opinion. Hello, come here, donkeys. Here we go. We started. Come here. What is that? It's all right. What is that? What, what is that? So for those that missed last week's episode, this is a new segment um, featuring Charles. It's called Charles's Chopping Block. Correct. Correct. And on this, ep- on this segment, Charles will be unveiling uh, the, these players that you need to definitely get out of your team. So here we are in them. the market. Who are you getting Just rid of? Them. So firstly, this is a player that's quite close to me. I picked him up in the fourth round. So I've had him with me for 11 heinous weeks. Wow. And it's Joel Matip. Ooh. Get rid of him. Chop. (laughs) (laughs) Four points in 10 game weeks so far, Will. Four points. 
and he started the last two games as well. There was always the thing with an injury, and like I'm willing to kind of see past that. Yeah. But he started the last two game weeks. Liverpool have shipped six goals in that time. The guy has scored four points in ten game weeks. The milk has gone stale with that Liverpool back line. Apart from the full-backs who hold a little bit of attacking value, I just would not go anywhere near them. Van Dijk, ninth highest point scorer last season. You know, where is he? Nowhere. So Matip is a byproduct of this of this ageing, just mouldy Liverpool back line. Wow. It's gone stale. Right. Get rid of him. Okay. Do me a favour. Get out. Yes, yeah. Cough, will you? Get out. Yes, yeah. Upstairs. Get out. The second one, Charles, a chopping block this week. Who is it? It's Ivan Perisic, Will. <laughs> nice. Donkey, get him out. So, <laughs> like, oh, you know, yeah, he, he can take a corner with his left foot. It's like, so can I, mate. I'll still, still hit the first defender. What's going look, wrong for him, Charles? Look, there was a lot of, there's just a lot of baggage with him. Right. I think we mentioned it early on the pod. Like, he's had an injury since he came in, like, since he signed, pretty much. Yeah. Conte came out and says, yeah, he'll, he'll peak, you know, in a couple of weeks when he's not injured. But come on, like, we're two and a half months into the season. Yeah. Too much baggage. Hasn't recorded over five points for five game weeks. Yeah. Bruh. And I don't know, like they pick up a clean sheet against Brighton, but he only comes on for the last ten minutes. Apart from that, no clean sheet in the last four. I'm just not liking this Spurs no, back boring. five. I thought it'd be a lot more consistent. Thought it'd be a lot more dynamic going forward. Perisic is not worth the baggage, I'm afraid. He'll be playing in the World Cup as well. He will be. Like we'll pick up another half dozen injuries as well so you won't be getting that recovery time for someone his age yeah, I'm sure him out. I'm sure not England out again <laughs> get it in the bin Henry who has got you up this week a plethora of options have got me up Will this week oh, nice. I scored 58 points this week which was amazing That's considering huge. I'm eighth in the table and I beat Charles which was fantastic Derby game made that game even sweeter that win even sweeter rather yeah. and I'm glad to rub it in his face here tonight anyway um, who's got me up this week it's going to be Kepa Will Ariza Balaga um, he was on my waiver wire a couple of weeks ago me uh-huh. and Charles were saying he was going to be Graham Potter's number one going forward and I think we've been proven right um, got a clean sheet against Wolves and he's justified my pick. Seems a mainstay in this Chelsea side now. Yeah, what a pick up that one is, really, uh, going forward. Charles, who has got you up? I, I feel almost guilty just saying this, but Kane got me a goal. <laughs> and, uh, uh, it's boring. I'm sorry. I got 27 points. Right. Um, only one player got above five points to me, and that was Harry Kane. Yeah. He's and been, Luggy. Been going about his business. I mean, I mean you know, I, I made a good start to the season. <laughs> I've got some good players, but realistically it's these two strikers that are holding me together yeah and you know Kane I mean what a player by the way Kane I think like t- hot, I, hot take <laughs> could catch on <laughs> um he just always nets to me yeah uh he's got me up the world definitely Will um give me a name that's got you up from this game week um can I give you an can I give you an abbreviation of a name Oh, Not I think I know what it. you're going to say. CR7. Oh, I've, I've heard people call him CR700 now. <laughs> Um, not that wet but listen I mean it was great to see him when when Martial went off early not gonna I'd never celebrate an injury but seeing Ronaldo come on very happy um, had a disappointing performance last midweek um, for, for United however to see him get that goal against Everton hopefully he'll be starting this week against Newcastle I can definitely see him going forward and getting a bags of goals um, but anyway Henry who has got you down this week? Um, as Charles previously mentioned on his chopping board is going to be Ivan Perisic. Well, six points in five game weeks. Yeah. He was a round three pick for me. 
Um, I thought this guy is going to be a cheat code considering how high he plays for Tottenham when he plays at wing back. Uh. But he just doesn't start and doesn't look like he was recover- has recovered uh, from his injury in the summer. Mm. So um, I'm really looking to trade him away or let go. Really? Yeah. No, he's lying. <laughs> uh, Charles, who's got you down? Well, in my who, which matchup are you looking forward to last week? I said Chelsea defenders against Wolves. Yeah. And I emphasised the fact that I thought Koulibaly wouldn't start. I thought that Thiago Silva and Fafana would start. Yeah. And Chelsea kept a clean sheet. So I should be here laughing <laughs> about my 12 points that I've picked up. Uh-huh. But no, Thiago Silva gets rested. Wesley Fafana gets injured. So they're both on my bench with zero. And I end up getting a paltry 27 points this week. Poor you. Will, who's let you down this week? Um, I've gone for Target. Um, I traded for him. I'm very big on the Newcastle defence. However, he only played six minutes against Brentford at home hopefully he's being rested for big games I guess but I'm getting worried about that do you think Burn starts at left back well I, it's, it's, it's starting to worry me I've got Trippier and I was thinking oh well I've got Target as well because I don't like the Trips injury record however um, it, it just is worrying me that's why I'm very inter- interested to see this weekend who how starts and is in a big test so maybe just maybe Dan Burn would have started against Brentford to deal with Brentford's height at set pieces. Yeah, potentially. Um, so, but like you said, we'll see. Yeah, uh, Henry, who is top of your waiver? Um, my waiver I pick up this week, will top yeah. of it is Dominic Solanke. Oh, I okay. mean, twenty-four points in the last four game weeks seems to be a permanent starter, permanent fixture rather in um. Bournemouth's forward attacking line. Yeah. Um, and with favourable fixtures for Bournemouth coming up. Over the next month. Yeah, he will be in and amongst the goals and I'm sure he'll return more attacking points for me. Yeah. Charles? It is the aforementioned West Ham right-back, Tilo Kera. Um Started 90 minutes in all their games this season, picked up a clean sheet and an assist right. against Wolves at home when they won 2-0. Yeah. Um, West Ham's upcoming fixtures, Southampton away, Liverpool away, but Bournemouth at home as well. I just need to plug a f- like a gap in my defence. Yeah. Like half half of them don't even play. Right. So I need to take a risk and he's going to be top of my way. Are you not dropping Fafana? Are you keeping him? I'm not. I'm not answering that question. Okay, refuse to comment. <laughs> well, what happens if I traded you Perisic for Fafana? Um, I don't discuss business publicly, but I'd be willing to discuss, we discuss that in private, yeah. Okay. Over a pint in about 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Will, who's top of your waiver? I'm going to go for Matt Doherty. Is it Doherty or Doherty? Doherty. Doherty? Right, okay. Well, I'm going for him. Uh, he started one game. I need some cover for my defence at the back. I'm also struggling for starters. Um, so you choose the most inconsistent Yes, I'm lineup. I'm gambling massively. What matchup are you looking forward to this weekend? Uh, not a lot of them, Will, to be honest. Uh, I think I'm going to lose this game week. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> wow. I've got li- City players. I've got Liverpool away and then Salah City at home. I mean, that's half of my team gone. Yeah. Uh, Perisic doesn't play either. But I'm, I'm going to back Arsenal here. And I just think uh, away to Leeds yeah. uh, on a Sunday. Um, I just think you're going to keep them out here. You're solid enough at the back. Um, I think you just turn them over. No doubt about it. And Saliba... Gets in and amongst the goals as well at corners, set pieces. Um, I'll be hoping for him to return some points. I do. I do worry about us um, conceding a lot of goals. Well, a lot of goals we can see quite regularly at the moment. However, I think Leeds are just a perfect team for us to play against. Really, like Leeds aren't in great form. As I mentioned, I think we can knock it around them quite easily. They're not great going forward. They're not as good as they should be going forward. Bamford out of form, unless he finds some form here. 
I can see a clean sheet, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Charles, what matchup are you looking forward to? I'm going to echo your nailed on segment, Will. Right. And go for Martin Odegaard against Leeds. And also Gabriel Jesus against Leeds away. Cool. Arsenal have won 10 of their last 12 games against Leeds United. And I'm backing some attacking returns here. I really need some attacking returns, particularly from Odegaard, who I spoke highly about at the beginning of the season. Had a couple of double-digit hauls, but it's tailed off a little bit. Yeah. As you said, Xhaka, if anyone looks a little bit more threatening coming from midfield. But um, I'm backing them to come back and pick up a few points yeah. from me here. Since Fulham, uh, Odegaard hasn't really returned. I mean, he got an assist last weekend, which is great. But um, I know what you mean. Uh, he, I think he'll come through, though, to be honest. I mean, we've got Leeds away, Southampton away, and Forrest coming up. I think he can really get some points in those games. Well, what matchup are you looking forward to next week? I'm going for Gwehi away at Leicester. I already mentioned how big I am um, on the Palace defenders. I do have da- uh, Dakar in my team as well, so if he scores, that's fine. But... Um, yeah, I, I think this could be the end of, of Rogers at Leicester, unfortunately. And uh, I hope that that Palace can take advantage of that and keep a clean sheet away away from home. Um, Henry, what have you learned this week? Um, that short-termism pays off well. Uh, I wasn't going to get Chalaba last week, as I thought Fofana going to be returning in four weeks. Yeah. He'll just slot right back in. How wrong I was. Uh, he came in, kept a clean sheet against Wolves, got six points. Has looked solid. There's some mad stat about Chalabas started 28 games for Chelsea and hasn't lost. Mm. Like that's a, a, a good r- player you can rely on there. Um, and like me and Charles have said throughout this pod, he's been really good since coming in mm. and can see him staying there. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, just win your game week. That's why I say exactly. Just win it. And and that's what I'm saying. Like I, I'm, I was kind of bagging on the Bournemouth suggestion earlier, but if they've got good games coming up, just just plug him in there. Yeah, and then get rid of him. Yeah, uh, Charles. What have you learned this week? Nothing new, really. That which job's is, hard? Which, yeah, which is, kind of, <laughs> which is kind of learning something in itself, maybe. Okay. That but I'm better uh, than you at fantasy. I don't think I've learned that. But no, look, I, I can't keep relying on my strikers to drag me out of game weeks. Um, one of them scored, one of them got an assist, but you know that, that made up for almost half of my points. <laughs> uh, this midfield needs revamping. My defence isn't that pretty, too. Um... I'm I'm kind of kind of not really looking forward to my matchups this week. I oh, kind of dread oh, it now. Oh God! But um, I'll be back. Okay. Don't worry. Will cap us off. What have you learned this week? Um, just sack off Villa. Honestly, I mean, I, I don't want to be depressing to cap it off. But um, I picked up Coutinho this week, and I um, uh, and I selected Watkins. My nailed on, as I already mentioned. There's no hope for them until Jared goes. I think, and you see the fans. They've complete. He's completely lost them. It's. Uh, they're rife on Reddit they hate him yeah. it's bad at the moment and I, I don't know about you guys but I don't remember a poorer yet as talent laden squad as this in recent memory maybe Everton when they had Hammers Rodriguez and stuff no. but they were what, okay. what you think it's a really bad squad no no, no sorry sorry I, I, don't mean, don't mean really a, I, don't, I don't remember a poorer uh set of performances with a, with such a good okay, squad. Yeah. yeah, it's a good squad. Yeah, that's it is a I mean. good squad. And they're so bad though. Do you remember when their CEO came out after they flogged Grealish for 100 million mm. and he did that like three minute video explaining like the choices, like how they're going to like, you know, put the money back in and everyone's like, oh, this is amazing. Like that's how like transparent like executives should be. And it's just like, no, have a day off. Like It's true though. Since Grealish, they just have not been the same and I really do... Uh, I think they'll be fine because I think they'll sack Gerrard and they'll get a decent manager in. But, Sean Deitch. But, <laughs> but it is worrying for them. Anyway, guys, Henry. Thank you, Will. Charles. Cheers, Will. Always a pleasure. Thank you very much for listening, guys. We will see you again on Sunday next week because we've got midweek fixtures coming up. Uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, stay tuned to the Twitter at EWG underscore podcast. And yeah, good luck. Bye. <laughs>